0: Welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Ah, I bet you thought I was going to say a rhyme about a poplar tree to keep this running gag alive. It's episode number 245. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? No Tom, no Dave, no Tony. Coming in at the last minute with some technical difficulties, but always there in spirit and in heart. I have Ben Rowley to talk about Stoke City. Ben how are you doing thank you so much for coming and, and, and chatting
1: in at the back post here I am um, <laughs> yeah um, what a week you brought me back for thank you ever so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah not exactly the um, not the not the the great amazing Stoke City week that we did perhaps envisioned you coming back for to discuss Yeah. Um, It was a week in which we drew 1-1 with Barnsley at home. And then, as luck would have it, uh, lost 2-1 to Wayne Rooney's Derby County yesterday. I don't know about you, Ben, but as soon as, at the beginning of the week, as soon as people realised that with a win and results going our way, we could go top of the league, and as soon as The Derby news was announced On Friday Um, I thought both results were inevitable Um, I did think Barnes Were probably going to win But um, there was an air of inevitability About the results, yes? Yes,
1: Uh, like 100% It was always going to happen I think you're right When other teams dropped points The day before we played Like me included I think Stoke fans got cocky and thought, yes, we can go top of the table here with a good win, and other results going our way. And uh, Stoke did a Stoke, didn't they? And I, To be honest, <laughs> I'm sure we'll go on to this, but I'm not disappointed after this week, regardless. I, I, w- to have been top of the table after eight games would have been some achievement, considering where we've been for the last couple of years. And being fifth is a hell of an achievement as well the only frustration i have was with the actual games themselves particularly wednesday of which i made the 6 hour round trip for after work i was ready to rip my seat out <laughs>
0: mm. i think i think wednesday's game particularly felt really frustrating because i i definitely felt the the Barnsley game we should have won. Now I've seen I've seen a few people comment on Surridge's finishing, um, and whilst I don't think he he's like a clinical finisher or anything, I do think Barnsley's keeper was just absolutely on one on on Wednesday night. Um, oh, let me get your thoughts on the on the red card situation then. What do what, you you made the round trip for it in the ground? What was your uh, what was your opinion of it?
1: I. Exactly the same as Tommy Smith, the fact that I didn't think it was even a foul, to be honest with you. Um, Did he go in a little bit forcefully after a very frustrating game that the referee, to be honest, let happen? Because Barnsley was so physical, and I know that's ironic of Stoke to be saying that a team is unnecessarily physical, but they were. And then to give a red card for something like that... ah. there's no consistency there. If the referee was dishing out yellow cards left, right and centre for silly little things, I can completely understand why he would have given a red card in that situation. It was particularly forceful, but he was giving away so much, like he was just letting the play go, that giving a red card was just nonsensical in that sense. You know, Tommy Smith won the ball. Tommy Smith's tackle wasn't particularly dangerous. In fact, I think, bless him, I don't know who the other player was, but he came in afterwards and it just epitomised this game of sheer frustration again epitomised by what happened on the touchline Stoke were clearly fuming and <laughs> i've <laughs> the ground saw red it really did it was a, such a hostile atmosphere but you know not towards stoke just towards the football and that was a shame because i think we would have generally gone on to have won the game in those last 10 minutes. Um, would we have done? Who knows. But I thought that we played... I've, I've seen people have mixed feelings about this. I've genuinely thought that that's possibly the best we played in the last six years or so. <laughs> Which is ridiculous when you consider we scored one goal and, you know... Because of the defender's deflection, <laughs> that that was pretty fortunate in itself. But we battered Barnsley to a pulp. They scored a free kick from 30 yards. And they, they didn't deserve to take anything away from the game. I really don't think they did. Um, and we absolutely yeah. pulverised them. And that's been the theme of this week. We've just... It's that last 10%, isn't it? Of every single move, whether it be in defence or attack. We... You know, from set pieces and these wonder goals we're conceding. And and then up the other end too, both games this week, we've missed some glorious chances. Sam Surridge in particular, you mentioned him there. And I've seen some people say on social media that a lot of our players wouldn't be in those positions. And as much as I agree, and I think his movement is very good for a stoke striker, um, you've got to tuck them chances away. The one against Derby, I think, was especially criminal. I just oh it's I I it's been a week of sheer frustration and we're not even going into administration this yes. week. <laughs>
0: well the, well that's the thing isn't it? Like you you're completely right. It's been such a frustrating week of of games and realistically I think we all knew that these type of games were going to happen this season. I I'm sure one or two people have got carried away um and thinking that we're going Getting promoted and stuff, um, but I would like to think that the th- there is still a level of like realism, understanding where this team is, and this team is. Sur- Surridge is a young player who is gonna be inconsistent in his finishing of opportunities. I'd forgotten until um, reading this match report that we missed a we had a penalty saved in the Barnsley game as well. So talk about like your opportunities that were so clear cut that we just didn't put away Uh, the barnsley game itself was just uh, so frustrating just because i think you're right i think we we battered them and not to to become our our tom about all this but the xg (laughs) was very much in favor of of stoke compared to compared to barnsley it was just one of those games i mean credit to barnsley their their free kick goal was was just stunning absolutely stunning goal um no it was it's one of those games where i was having this discussion in the in the group chat some people were feeling very emotionally disappointed by it and i i really came away from that part of the game just being kind of like ah well it's uh it it happens i think because more often well sorry more than not i just kind of enjoyed the game Whereas this Derby game yesterday, I just, I I don't know whether it just is one of those games where we fell flat in in many regards, but it just, I mean, you you again, as soon as the administration got announced for Derby, you just knew, oh well, we're 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 losing, we're losing to them, and like it's not sort of tongue in cheek charity case stoke, but it's. <laughs> So, so, I mean, you can put your your house on it. It's it's that much of a certainty. Um, I mean, Derby obviously, you, the the team talk was written for them on a Friday night, wasn't it? There wasn't really much. Um, <laughs> Stoke were not going to turn up and be more motivated than Derby on that day. But I mean, looking at the looking at the match stats now, something that surprises me is that, um, in terms of the stats, uh we both darby had 14 shots to our 13 both our team both them and us had five shots on target stoke had 68 percent of possession it I, I don't know watching the game i certainly didn't feel like we deserved anything out of it uh, maybe that was just me being pessimistic what was your takeaway from the Derby game and um <laughs> what did you make of tom Ince getting a goal <laughs>
1: Um, the Derby game, so I, I watched that one, and uh, I'm glad I didn't go, because I felt like I would have taken years off my life through stress, <laughs> I really do, um, but uh, I thought we played quite well, and I think people are going to disagree with that, and that's fine, but in, in the stats that you say there, and when you consider how Derby scored... Which was a wonder goal because Tom Ince clearly oh, seen God, someone with a hot dog in the ground um, and, and, and was completely distracted. And then Bursic, I don't know what he had at half time, but is, you know, whether he had one too many oranges in the dressing room and he was just too heavy and couldn't jump to, to punch the ball. I don't know. I just, uh, they're so stupid goals to concede. And I know you could say that about any goal. Like, every goal is because of a defensive <laughs> mistake. But they were two particularly really stupid goals. And even for the chance that they had that uh, <laughs> Ravel Morrison missed, which I still can't believe he didn't tuck away, that it was just a defensive individual error again. And I think we forget that we've got mm. a new goalkeeper, pretty much. I know he's played a few games for us last season. With two new defenders in there. A winger at right wing back, and Josh Time has been great this season, rightfully one player of the month, but you know, he's still relatively inexperienced too. This is an inexperienced back line who are going to have to still learn to play with each other, and defensive mistakes are going to happen in the next 6-12 to months, guaranteed, clearly, and they're young players too, they're naive to some extent, naturally. um, I'm more frustrated with the forward line, just because not because I'm frustrated with them because I think they've been poor, just it, it is frustrating knowing that the right idea is there. What O'Neill's put in these players' heads is absolutely bang on, in my opinion. Um I think we have mm-hmm. I, I, I do think we are more than just fullbacks running down the wing. I think we have the potential to play through midfield with players like Soyuz and Vrancic. Um yes, there's a lot of crosses in there, but I think that we're a very versatile team. What I bemoan is the fact that it our, our play style seems to be a bit more risky now. We brought risky players in like, like Sawyers, like Vrancic. Powell's one of those too. People people say that Nick Powell will have off games. I And it's because some games, the, the nine or ten passes that he makes that are key, one day nine of them will come off. And then one day one of them will come off. And... That's not just through any really fault of the zone because they're just risky passes and that's how we play now. It's just frustrating how they all happen in the same game against two teams who we really should have beat, I think. I, you know, Barnsley have not started the season very well and did not deserve to take anything away from the game. The only reason why they did was because of their goalkeeper, pretty much, and a wonder strike. And then Derby must have been absolutely shattered considering they've got about nine players. And they played it against Ishmael's West Brom in midweek, who will have run him ragged. They played well against them as well. Um, the emotional supercharge, the power-up of knowing what had happened behind the scenes, you, you could see that. And they, were- Stoke were never, ever going to be any match for them because the, the-, the emotional... As I say, supercharge must have been huge from knowing that. And I think we've seen that against Wigan last season exactly the same. They must have known that they were going under uh, when we played then. No, not last season, the season before, sorry. And we lost 3-0 to them. Uh, lots of teams lost to Wigan once they found out that they were going down the same route as Derby are now. Um, but as I say, from a Stoke perspective, it... I, I, We are doing the right things. We are absolutely doing the right things. And this team will get better. This team will get be- get better We're playing together. Um, they're a young team. They're going to get better just playing games. And we've got better players to come into this team still. Nick Powell only had 25 minutes or so. Um, Tyrese Campbell, for goodness sake. One of the best strikers in the league, surely. Abdallah Seymour, I think, is still a little bit raw and will come good for us. His movement was pretty good, albeit... I think he was a bit absent against Derby. I think against Barnsley he was pretty good i just, i'm I'm optimistic because it's not like last season where I couldn't see a way of us improving because we were just bad by the nature of our play. I think this week we're doing the right things and we've just been unlucky and if we keep persisting this season we i I think we could be playoffs and I think at this stage, I'm not saying we should expect it, but I think a reasonable there's a reasonable chance that we will make the playoffs if we continue the play we
0: are doing. What I'm what I'm getting from you here, Ben, is genuinely some real real optimism, which is is nice. I think you're completely right in that there isn't a systemic issue with this team. I think that as you say, a lot of these players are just young they're gonna be having games where things don't always work out we aren't we aren't the best team in the league albeit i think that we are drastically improved on where we were god last season even it's just i suppose uh, uh, any week where you come away and you've not you've only got the one point especially after such a positive start people are are rightly going to feel a bit miffed especially when it's against a a localish rival in in derby and and i suppose people were looking at the month of september and thinking that these were in some ways better games than we've had previously and yeah we've not we've not started the month amazingly well but as you say we're we're still we're still in fifth um there's still Players who I like, none of the players who've played have I thought, oh yeah, no, you 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 shouldn't be in that, that in the team anymore. Players are allowed to have off days, and I, again, I don't know whether I just am weirdly emotionally detached from it or, or not, but I just don't feel massively disappointed at the end of this week that we've that we didn't beat Derby because I, I don't know I just. Again, it's looking at a grander vision of what what we're trying to trying to do this season, and and in the grand scheme of things, a game against a buoyant derby with a point to prove doesn't really prove anything apart from that we can be a little bit inconsistent, and sometimes they will score absolute worldy of goals, and you and you can't really do too much about it. I certainly don't think that there's any alarming signs from these games that I look at and think oh, we really need to change change everything um I suppose like is, is there anything you've seen looking at the last few games and thought, ah oh, maybe maybe going forward, Michael, you should change change this or something
1: um it's um, you know what off the basis of the first eight games, not really <laughs> um, i that's that's probably because I'm not a championship. Football manager and I, 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 literally have no better ideas than he does. But I, 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 I look at the Barnsley and Derby games and I thought we played well. As I say, even against Fulham, we, we, uh, we got humbling against Fulham, and I think that's fair. But I don't think you know their their squad is amazing. You know, it's you know people are talking about their squad the same way that people are talking about our squad three years ago. It, it, it's just a championship cheat code and theirs is clearly much better than ours as well and ours ever was too um, and yet look at what they've done this week did they lose two games this week um, they've definitely lost the one I'm sure hence hence why they're not top of the table anymore West Brom have drawn three games in a row look at how good they are you know. and we play them in a couple of weeks um, the championship is nuts when you think about it we play 46 games in this league and there's not many teams that break 90 points and that's mad when you consider that teams like Man City have won 100 points even though they they play six or so less games than us eight less games it, it, the championship is nuts and we are going to have games like this where we are frustrated because you know if these players that we had were reliable they wouldn't be in this league <laughs> they and, and that goes for any team in the championship, right? They're going to have off days, unfortunately. Um, but I think you're right. There's nothing systemic, systemically wrong about Stoke at the moment. And I genuinely think that the only way that we're going to improve is just by keep on doing what we're doing and help the players um, learn each other's... Behavior and patterns you know you can see it you can see the right passes are being made, the right runs are being made they're just not happening exactly at the right time and that will come, I think um, I, I we will have other options too when O'Neill realizes that okay we play Sawyers against teams like Barnsley because uh, he we don't need a midfield destroyer against them. Um, or we need Joe Allen in this game because we need someone who will just press them ragged. Um, I I honestly thought that Jacob Brown was a big loss against Derby. I'd have thought it was, to be honest, a big missed opportunity not playing him because of the nature of Derby at the moment with them surely being so tired and their, their defence being quite old. I'd have thought Jacob Brown would have had a field day pressing them and would have won so much possession off them. And instead, we sort of, let them have it. You can see when Nick Powell come on, he was frustrated with the press. He was the only one doing it really. Not because I don't think the others could be bothered, it, 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 it's just they, they didn't know what to do. So I think it is just a case of let this team settle and I think it'll bear fruit because I'm, I'm excited by the different options we have. When you think that last season if Stephen Fletcher was having an off day, if Nick Powell was having an off day, We'd lose the game. But instead, if if Seema had a bit of an off day, like he seemed to against Derby, um, if Sam Surridge is missing chance after chance after chance, we can bring other players on. Um, we couldn't do that. And I. this is why I, I think we will make the playoffs if we keep doing what we're doing, because we've got... <sighs> Unless every single player in our team or every player in our squad is having a bad day, then we've got options to be able to cater for people having an off day, and that and that is something that I've not seen us have for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. I think that as a squad, I have much more faith in the rotation options um, than than I than I ever have in the last god two or three three years. It's a it's a decent decent looking side. Next week then, uh we have Watford in the cup away on Tuesday night and then home to Hull City on Saturday. What are your thoughts going into these two games then? I mean presumably if you're already I don't know if you're like me, but I, I kind of feel the cup journey ends on Tuesday. Um and I feel that O'Neill plays a rotated side and I feel that Saturday's game is far more important. Um I'll tell you what the other uh, gentlemen who are not here on the podcast are predicting when we play the Nathan Jones game in a minute. But um, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the next week?
1: Um, I am a little bit more optimistic about Watford than you are, probably, just because I think they will probably also play a change side. Um, their squad is probably better now, as, hence they're in the Premier League. Um, but when you think back to last season, I think we did all right against Watford Um and I think it was only really them literally pushing our goalkeeper into the goal that got them some points. Um, and as we've just been saying, yes, we're going to play a changed side. But I was, I was looking at it, actually. I, 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 um, I, I've been predicting the lineup for the next game. Um, and I was just, there, there, there was no one in that squad where I wouldn't have them playing it against Watford, like whatever team we play. I think we're gonna make a good account of ourselves yes granted we might have an off day fine but I I think our options are very balanced now and we've seen from rotating players in the cup so far that we can make an entirely new 11 and we're fine Um, (laughs) you mentioned about Tom Ince in the last question actually Um, I I wouldn't play him again I know he scored but I, I think a lot of the problems that we had on Saturday um, was Tom Ince being too predictable. You know, he's a very one-footy player and he, he, he can't defend despite perhaps being somewhat willing. Um, and I, I think a lot of our options that, that we have with someone like Smith, maybe, or even Doughty if he played on that side, just with his pace alone, you know, Tom Ince's confidence, despite the goals this season, that he's got a shot and i i just wouldn't have him near this team anymore i, th- I think we've we we've, we've just got to cut our losses with him we've got other players that i think um even if they're not better than him we we should look at developing like if we're even considering taking Dehaney seriously i think he needs to play against Watford. um and then, who we got at the weekend i forgot um
0: Hull. whole City. Hull.
1: And they've not had a great start to the season. Um, I think they went six hours without scoring, or nine hours without scoring, um, until this weekend just gone. Um, again, it's a bit of an opportunity, really. Um, I, I think we'll pick our heads up this week, because, like I say, I don't think we've been playing badly. I think it's just going to be a case, and O'Neill will say the same, it's just keep doing what you're doing. And you know, if you batter Hull bl- like you batter Barnsley, you're probably going to come away with a win. And, you know, a cup tie against a Premier League team is a throw... You know, it's a throw the dice anyway. You know, if we do get knocked out, I don't think anybody's going to mind, really. Um, particularly whether, at the moment, less games would be absolutely fine, the way the season's going anyway. Um, and the way that every championship season is anyway. But if we win and I think we genuinely do have a chance of doing so, because we are playing well, then um, that's that that's just another boost of confidence. And I I hope we win both games, I genuinely do. I, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, oh, we should play a rotation side and just fall over to Watford, because I think there will be people like that. But I, I think our squad is perfectly capable of causing somewhat of an upset, and I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't, but yeah this week I I, I might even predict two wins to be honest.
0: oh, oh that's uh, that's that's very optimistic but I suppose when you look at how we performed in the cup last year, we knocked out some opponents who were in in the Premier League Um, it's it's not unheard of for us to do to do particularly well then. Um, all right, well let's do the Nathan Jones game. Uh, as, as bad a performance as I've seen since To be honest, it's the bad as a, man, a performance I've had since I've been a manager
1: I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick I, I could be sick It's...
0: So, let me quickly get into the Wizards of drivel group and find out where we're up to. Uh, ben, you may remember. You may not. You may not have listened to last week's episode. And that's fine. You don't have to. This isn't a requirement. Um, but in the last episode <laughs> of the podcast, um, the there, there was a tie at the top of the table between myself and Dave. Well, I can tell you, coming out of this weekend, one of us has gone top of the leaderboard. So let me tell you how the positions stand. Currently, on 22 points, is Tony having predicted a 1-0 loss to to Barnsley and a 1-0 loss to Derby. Uh, Followed by Tom Thrower on 20 points, he predicted a 2-0 win at home to Barnsley and a 2-0 away win against Derby. Poor Tom. (laughs) And then, here's the change. Me on 20 points as well, predicting a 3-0 win against Barnsley and a draw at Derby. Dave, he predicted a 2-1 win and a 1-1 draw against Derby. And he sits on top with 16 points. So, Ben, I will, as as a guest on the pod, I will get your score predictions first and foremost. Um, How do you think we're going to do? How do you genuinely, cup games don't count. For the for the Nathan Jones game, but give me your score predictions for the week.
1: Um, okay, so we're away to Watford, aren't we? Um,
0: uh, we are away to Watford. Okay,
1: so uh, nil one. Um, <laughs> you can see where this is going. Sorry, Tony. Um, uh, and and we're at yep. home against Hull. One nil. <laughs>
0: okay. 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 Very good. Apparently, i now looking at the things. I, I didn't think the Cup games counted. Apparently they do, because they've all put their Cup game predictions in as well. <laughs> so I, I will tell you what they've gone for. Tony, surprisingly, has said that on Tuesday, away to Watford, we will lose 1-0. And on Saturday, at home, we will lose 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> then, we have... Um, let's go. We'll go with with Dave. Dave has said that Watford are going to beat us 3-0. But then on Saturday Stoke are going to beat Hull 2-1. Mm. And then Tom Thrower has said that Watford is going to be a 1-1 draw with us losing on extra time. Uh one more, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then cause does it does it go straight to penalties? No, we have extra time. I'm not sure whatever. anymore. He then this right, Tom. Tom is Tom is playing a complete wild card here in a desperate bid to get to the top. He predicts that Stoke v Hull is going to end 5-0 to Stoke. I mean, that's a big scoreline, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I'm of the impression that a battering's coming. I'm not sure whether Hull is that team, but I think a battering is coming for Stoke. At some point in the next month, it'd be funny if it was against West Brom after all this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you, go for it, Tom. We know what you like. You'll end up, <laughs> you'll end up going top because of this.
0: It, it might do. I'm gonna say that we're gonna lose to Watford two nil, and then I think the whole game. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna be confident. I think we're gonna win two nil, two nil to Hull. No, to us, <laughs> to us against Hull. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's what I meant I know what I meant okay Jesus um but yeah it, that was the week that was it it wasn't by any means a good week but I don't feel particularly negative and I'm glad to see Ben that neither neither do you really um it's it's not the end of the world is it
1: no it, yeah. I think I think we've spoke about in the last month or so that losing a couple of games isn't the end of the world it really isn't particularly when we sit fifth in the championship after eight games this is a better start than I think anybody probably thought that we'd have and you know we're not like teams that have got lucky I think other people said that teams like Huddersfield have quite like have been quite lucky to be where they are I think we've we've earned it and we played so much better than I thought that we would have done this early on I thought it would have taken more time to have gel to get to the extent that we are. I thought that would, that would have taken 10-15 games to the very least. Um, yeah, I'm positive and I think, again, we've said that losing isn't the end of the world because I don't really want to talk about it too much, but look at what's happening at Derby. like That is really something to get annoyed about and I know that the owners and such haven't been perfect here, but I don't think that they would let our club just dissolve like Mel Morris has at Derby. And I'm not saying that we should be necessarily grateful for what we have, but it, we, we're we fortunate that I think I can't see anything like that happening to Stoke in the next few years. So if, if nothing else, just enjoy the fact that we can enjoy that 1-1 one, one draw against Mark. Bart- Against honestly because I genuinely did. I really enjoyed that game, especially from a neutral perspective. Sky picked a great game there. Um, yeah, rolling the rest of the season. I, like, I'm, I'm actually excited to go to games, and this is why I made the trip in midweek, and why I want to go to away games this season. And yeah, that, 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 that's why I, I want to see us get further in the cup, and, and, and I, I have a good feeling about Stoke this season and what we are trying to do and I think other teams will get worse as the season goes on too because I think our squad is one of the the, the most balanced throughout the league so um, it's a marathon not a sprint everyone <laughs> we'll be fine I think um, God if we go down now people are going to be fuming aren't they um, no Tyrese Campbell's <laughs> going to save us
0: yeah I yes absolutely agreed with you Ben well, listen. I'm not going to take up any more of your time tonight. I know that you uh, <laughs> you've gone to great pains to set your system up where you are today. So I very much appreciate you coming on and and being uh, a, a podcast person, whilst everyone else has had all their other things that have took up their time. So so thank you very much for joining us at the very last minute, Ben.
1: You you're you're absolutely welcome, and it's it's nice to be back, albeit in different circumstances to last time um yeah you've got to get me on like i say when we win the league at least
0: <laughs> oh d- yes yes 100 percent. that's i mean that's going to happen anyway uh we we will we will get you on when when that happens whenever that may be um <laughs> you, you are more than <laughs> welcome back of course uh, and, and i'm not going to take up any more time of the people listening out there because you've heard what we think you hear i I hope that we've put your minds at ease this isn't the end of the world it is just a a bump in the road on the on the nice long journey that is the championship season (laughs) what an analogy um all right ben yes thank you for coming on have yourselves a nice week yes
1: yes and don't forget that 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 it takes many years for the poplar tree to grow but I think we've planted the seed.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, j- jump in there with a with a fact, Ben. But actually, the poplar tree was picked to grow along such avenues because it's a very fast-growing tree. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Oh, <no. laughs> so let's hope. No, no, Ben. So let's hope we are like the poplar tree, and that roots take take grip quickly and we grow with, with efficiency and speed and that we, we soon are beautiful just like poplar trees along an avenue and not uh, a fire safety hazard like <laughs> poplar trees also are um, there you go That's it. Oh, I can hear Dave shouting at the podcast already <laughs> right thank you very much for listening one and all we will see you next week uh, as always stay safe look after yourselves And go on stoke.